G'day teabaggers, it's Will here. Just a quick message up the top before I get to this episode. Uh, I hope you're going to enjoy this one. It's it's probably the most embarrassing revelation I've ever made on the podcast. There you go. There's a bit of sizzle for you up the top. Um, I really enjoyed doing this one. Uh, forgive me for how terribly, terribly, terribly embarrassing it is. I'm still embarrassed, but I can share these things with you guys. We're a community. Cool things for cool people, etc. Um, hey, I just wanted to mention this. The only reason I'm uh, getting on at the st- start here is I've just got some details about some shows in Australia at the end of the year, and uh, people have been asking me about a few of these things, so I'm glad that I can finally let you know, uh, including one that goes on sale tonight. Um, well, it will be actually <clears throat> 9, 9 a.m. Western Australian uh, time on Monday morning, Monday the 4th of August. Uh, so uh, I'm doing some Perth shows. Uh, Friday the 21st and Saturday the 22nd of November, I'll be at the Perth Exhibition and Convention Centre. The pre-sale for that starts at 9am WA time on Monday morning. Um, I have a link for that, which I'll put on the Facebook page and I will share on social media if you want to be part of the pre-sale or it just goes on general public sale uh, Thursday the 7th of August. But if you want to get in quick and get the good seats, then um, I'll give you the pre-sale link and you can use that. Uh, I'm also doing shows uh, Wednesday the 19th of November I'm doing Darwin and uh, Sunday the 23rd of November I'll be in Kalgoorlie now we don't have pre-sales for either of those but I'll let you know uh, I think they're both on sale uh, that Thursday the 7th of August at 9am it says here yep so Thursday 7th of August at 9am the Kalgoorlie show I haven't been in Kalgoorlie in years so if you're listening in Kalgoorlie um, come along to the show and uh, the Darwin show uh, I had to miss Darwin last year so glad to be back uh, all those shows will be supported by Justin Hamilton as well. Speaking of Justin, please go and see his show uh, at the Edinburgh Fringe. Maybe read his uh, blog on Can You Take This Photo, Please? He writes this great uh, blog um, on uh, justinhamilton.com. I think it's on, actually. And uh, he's, he's blogging about each day that he's doing there at the Edinburgh Festival. So if you want to get a bit of a feel for what it's like a, for a comedian to do Edinburgh, then read his blog. And if you're in Edinburgh, go and see his show. Uh, I arrive in Edinburgh on Friday. And my first gig is Saturday night. I'm doing set list on Saturday uh, the 8th or the 9th. I guess it's probably the 9th. Saturday the 9th. I'll be at set list. I've got prompter the next day. Uh, I've got four prompter shows. I've got four set list shows. I'm going to do some fan fiction. I've got some late night shows as well. Um, You'll have to probably follow me on social media, uh, Twitter and Facebook, and I'll try to let you know where I'm doing those shows. But come along to a set list in particular. Uh, They're always great fun shows. All right, that's it. That were my plugs up front. Buy a t-shirt, etc. And uh, please enjoy the embarrassing revelations on this episode. Bye. The following episode of FOFOP is classified M.A. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen-shaped hole, and mild coarse language. FOFOP advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax. This is Topop. Ironically, I'm not relaxed. (laughs) Hello and welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson and guest Charlie Clawson number one, Dave Anthony, is back. Hello, Dave. Hello. Oh, are you going to talk like that for the whole thing? Yes. Are we doing I Love Green Guide Lettuce? Hello. 
That's that's Steele's voice. That's it. It is his voice. Yeah, we'll have to pay him. Well, if you if you use that for much longer, he's probably registered it. Like Tyler Perry registered. um, Yeah. What would Jesus do? Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, Tyler Perry now owns What Would Jesus Do? Do you want to hear a Tyler Perry story? Of course I do. So, uh, owner of What Would Jesus Do? <laughs> Tyler Perry. Do people in is Australia an American, know? No. What? Let's let's okay. explain to the Australians. Who so Tyler Perry he is. became famous. So there are there are in in uh, in America. There's this. Um, I, I don't know what you call it, but it's it's uh, it's an African um, African American theater sort of movement that is uh, almost geared toward an older crowd. Um, and, and so there's guys that, that become popular doing that. And right. They put, they write plays and they do these things. Well, older black people need a break. Right. Hasn't always been good for, certainly but when it, they were young, it wasn't good to be a black person. But it's, so it's, as an older black person, you should get a movie. You theater. should get it. You should get something. People should make some entertainment for you. That's right. It's the least we could do. The least after everything you've been through. In fact, if anything, when about like if Obama really wants to save his presidency and come home strong, that's one of the things you should say. <laughs> Firstly... Uh, I've picked a bunch of entertainers and you are only making things for old black people. Old black people. Because they deserve it. They need a We've break. gone back through your history. How about a laugh? And we've found people who have some sins to atone for. <laughs> we've done some research. We've got the NSA on it. They've read through all the history documents. That's right. We've made ourselves a little blacklist. A little bit. And you are going to go and work for the black community in the black theaters. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. Good luck. And it's called Karmic Payback. Yep. So, um... So he was, I remember I was, in, I was living in New York and I walked past the Beacon Theater, which is the big theater, like the, where Louis C.K. did his last special. Uh-huh. And it was Tyler Perry presents, Medea does something. And now, so is it, is it like... <laughs> is, that, is, it, is that what he's at now? Where he just calls it Medea does no, something? No, this was, this was before. Because that would be great if he's just like, <laughs> I don't know, she did Christmas... <laughs> And Thanksgiving. She's Look, done people, a lot. People just love this. Medea does something. She's, you don't care what she's doing. You just love Medea. Medea does anything. Medea re- records a podcast. Medea doing stuff. Medea off. Oh, my God. I Ferris Bueller. Uh, Tyler Perry's Medea off. I would love Medea off. <laughs> so I see it and I'm like, what the hell is that? And it was my first sort of exposure to it. And... At this point, it was huge, and the theater is not like it's not like good theater. It's like it's like corny, jokey, bad theater. Now, do you think Comedies. that the people who are going to the theater think that it's bad theater? No, they, or do they think it's awesome? They're enjoying the okay, shit well, out that's of themselves. Fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. It's fine, but it's 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 not like it's not like they're going to see like a, a really meaningful, deep anything. It's right. just, are you saying a thing by white people? Are you making a racist statement, Dave? No, no. Is that what I, you're saying? No, I think white people go to stupid shit. But, yeah. but <laughs> I think you're I mean, fine. That is the theme of America. I mean, white people go to stupid shit. Let, we don't even have Transformers. End, right. of, end of conversation. Exactly. <laughs> and Chinese people, it turns out. White people and Chinese people go to stupid shit. Shame on you all. I haven't gone. I've resisted the urge. Yeah. So far. Yeah. I've never been to any. So. Uh-huh. Um. So it's very popular, and he does this character, Medea, which yep. is an he plays an old black woman. Uh-huh. And she's, you know. I got another idea for him, by the way. Amadeus. 
It's yes. like Medea as oh. telling the Amadeus. Well, now story. you're well, now you're doing versions of you of the names of your shows <laughs> as as Medea. Right. I should get a, Maybe I can get on that list. Maybe that's how I can get my green card. I'm willing, Obama. I, I'm, I'm Forget a, Obamacare. Obama Fair. I'm here as an Australian. I'm to I'm, make recompense. I'm giving you one minute to think of another one. Okay. While I talk, right. so uh, so then he started doing films of Medea because she was so popular. We could do a music festival, Big Medea out. <laughs> <laughs> it's Medea singing the songs of popular artists of the time. <laughs> so well done. <laughs> so uh, so then the movies become really big yeah. with this crowd, and it's just mostly right. older black women that are loving the shit out uh-huh. of us. Now, is this a great way? Uh, could we like get messages out to society through Medea if they're like into a man? Like, should she be the? I, I'm really just getting to another one here. <laughs> I'm really just going to get to Medea after tomorrow. That's where I'm going. People, you guys can put that together yourself. <laughs> oh my god, I would love if that was a movie. That'd be the best movie ever. Just trudging through the snow, <laughs> trying to get to her child. So it's just been a series of these films, uh-huh. and they're very popular. Now, they hang on, so uh, run, run me again through. Tyler Perry's a man, yes, and he's a Lar- huge guy. Yep, and he dresses as uh, like Older. an old nana, like a grandmother yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. Is your grandmother Medea? Yeah, I think she's she sexual. Is she Mrs. Doubtfire, or is she? I don't think she is sexual, but I have to be honest. I haven't seen a, a film. I've right. just seen little snippets of of what she does, and it's okay. hilarious. Um, and so those became big. And then he transitioned into television. Yeah. And this is where you find out how horrible of a person he is. So oh. he approaches the Writers Guild and says, I want to I wanna give, because the Writers Guild is always trying to get African-American writers, minority right. writers into the business because it's mostly white. So they're trying okay. to always get them in. Right. And there's different programs to, that they do that. So he approaches them. I enjoyed the idea of a guild, by the way. Yeah. It feels... It feels to me like there's still potions involved. It's total horseshit. Right. <laughs> I imagine there's scrolls. There's things on scrolls. There's that a lot guild. of scrolls. There's got to be scrolls. There's a lot of big pointed hats. Yeah, there's got to there's be a lot of bylaws. <laughs> a lot of bylaws. A lot of bylaws. Yeah. Okay. So he, uh, so he approaches the guild and he says, I would like to you know, create a show and I want it to be an all-black writing staff. Right. Okay. And great. now at this point, he is... A multi, multi, multi millionaire. He's yeah. one of the most successful people in show business. Yeah. And he says, but the only way I can do that, and so the, they're, they're doing this thing where they are making 100 shows at once now. It's this new model 100, uh-huh. 100 shows at once. Like Charlie Sheen got 100 shows, and Fre- uh, what's his name? The guy who's Frazier is doing 100 Kelsey shows. Grammer. Kelsey Grammer's doing 100 okay. shows. Okay. Well, that's, so, I mean, that's a good idea, I think, because yeah. what, what people are craving is quantity. Oh, people love quantity. Right. Bang them out really yeah, just fast. Get, like, Don't worry about how good it is. You know is. what? If you made 100, yeah. who are we to even use our brains to say whether it's good or not? Exactly. We'll trust you, Hollywood, <laughs> with your impeccable record. <laughs> A hundred. Make a hundred or something. You know what? Just start out. Yeah. Not one to see if we like it. No. Just go straight to a hundred. No. You know how you used to make pilots? Fuck that. There's no money for that. Just What's make a hundred of something. You could make a hundred. So. There is no way that could go wrong. So. He, uh, this is, so he approaches the guild and he says, I want to hire an all black writing staff. Yeah. Nice. But what you need to do is get rid of the minimums for these guys. Yeah. I want to pay them a lot less. Uh-huh. 
Right. And he does that with every guild. So I talked to a director who works on one of these shows. Well, but this is, I mean, isn't this a great sign of how far America has come? That a, that a black guy can keep slaves now. Like in the old days, it was only white people who had the immense privilege right. of owning another person. That's but right. now, like, this now, is how things, how far things have changed. Yeah. That a black person can own other black people. I, I am telling this as a success story. Yeah, don't get me wrong. We're going to make this into a movie of triumph. Independence Medea. <laughs> That's it. Sorry, I'm done. No, that was good. Okay. <laughs> Medea of the Dead. So, oh, yeah, there uh, we go. Thank you. Yeah, nice. So, uh, so they all agree to it. So he is making, and I talked to a director, and he said sometimes, often, actually, they shoot one episode in a day, and they shoot five episodes in a week. Now, normal sitcom shoots one episode in five days. Right. And so the staff... Well, of, this is also another good sign, though. Yeah. I mean, because what you need to do is make a lot of shows really quick. Really good. That's how you get good ones. That's how you get good ones. Yeah. You know what? The, in the past, there's bog things down. Retakes. Retakes, getting things right. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Coverage. Coverage. Making sound. sure. Sound. All of that stuff. Sleep. Unimportant. Right. Sleep. You're right. Well, that's the thing. The, so the writers are being worked to death. Yeah. Not making any money. He's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a plantation. He right. started a plantation. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, but at least it's for showbiz. Yeah. I mean, you know, who's who's using cotton these days? Am I right, guys? <laughs> I hear you. Am I right, yeah. Tyler? Yeah. You hear me. Well, well, he's a terrible person. Okay. Well, that's that's a very interesting... Well, he's uh, he'll be on the podcast next week. Oh, so. good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what else has been going on with you? We haven't spoken for a few weeks because I've been away on the road doing some gigs. Okay. And stuff like that. Um, oh, this is what I was going to tell you. I said I'd tell you this on the podcast. Yeah. Because uh, speaking of names and coming up, we with do that names. by the way, so people know. We we will start talking and then we'll stop and we'll say I'll tell you on the show. And then and beforehand we'll go out onto the balcony. Yeah. So that I can have some medicine uh-huh. and I will tell you the things I'm not allowed to tell you on the podcast. <laughs> Big shout out! We to do. A, we have, big we shout have, out to a couple of comedians I worked with. <laughs> we do always have a conversation about stuff we can't talk about on the podcast <laughs> yeah. before we talk about what we can talk about yeah. on the podcast. So uh, one of the things that we can talk about is the fact that we are hoping, and you know, again, this has a long way to go, but I think that we can just tell people that we are hoping mm-hmm. that um, you will be doing a solo show at the Melbourne Comedy Festival yes. next year. And so at the moment, you and I are going through the process of like applying for that and putting together the title of the show and all the references and things that you need to apply for a show in that way. So we've been tossing around ideas for the name of the show. Yes. Now, originally, uh, you you had a name for the show, right? You were going to call it... What were you going to call it originally? Last year when we were Uh, Last year, I was talking about calling it the anger situation. Yeah, the anger situation, right? Which is... uh, it's okay. Yeah, it's all right. But it, that feels to me like a band that would be playing middle of the day at, you know, <laughs> at the Big Madeira Mid- Big out. <laughs> Give know. it up for the anger situation. Fuck you, motherfuckers. And then yeah. they start smashing their guitars right. right away. Right away. I think so. <laughs> right away. <laughs> or they wouldn't just come on. Anyway, I, or they would just fight for the whole thing. So, <laughs> sorry, I am describing Brian Jones' sound massacre. Wait, are we, talking about, are we talking about the kinks? <laughs> oh wait, Oasis. How many more are there? <laughs> I still think when it comes to onstage meltdowns, Brian Jones Sound Massacre, if oh. you've ever seen them live, I remember one night seeing a two hour show that where they played five songs. <laughs> five. 
It was compelling. <laughs> I've got to be honest with you. It was not what I hoped for for the night. Yeah. Yet if someone offered me the opportunity to go back in time and watch it all again, yeah. I would. Well, yeah, because that's a unique experience. It was. Well, not if you see them. <laughs> <laughs> this is the guy who once came on the, the radio show I did at Triple J. And uh, we did, used to do this thing where we would interview them and they could bring in some of their own music, like on CDs, because yeah. that's, you know, the era that it was. Yeah. And so he brought in a bunch of cool music and CDs. And so we were just going to interview him for the hour and then play his music in between, right? Yeah. So a fun way to interview him. Uh, he brought in, it's nine o'clock in the morning, and he brought in a bottle of vodka oh. and a bottle of Ribena. Do you have Ribena here? Uh-uh. It's like a blueberry, blackberry. It's like a some sort of, it's meant like to be so like, healthy, but it's not really. It's like a Aisa berry kind of sort of yeah kind of like an early version of that sort of stuff and it's purple and it like has this really distinctive like flavor like just something that you wouldn't like to drink tastes medicinal oh perfect yeah then combine that with vodka and then would combine that with vodka and drink an entire bottle of vodka in the hour well because he's staying healthy well it's nine o'clock in the morning yeah what else are you gonna do right i mean it's daytime (laughs) it's cutting down on coffee (laughs) (laughs) you know just get straight to it why you why you delaying the day by not starting to drink Right. Well, I right. actually did think that today because I'm kind of on holidays, even though I've been pottering around doing things. But um, I did consider today that it was like quite warm outside and I'd been up. I got up at like six o'clock this morning and it was like yeah. 11 and I'd already done a fair bit of the day and I went to the fridge to get a drink and I already had like five cups of tea. And yeah. I was like, I can have a beer. I'm on holidays. <laughs> like if I was at the beach. Yeah. Here's something I miss about being, if I had your life right, without a wife and a kid. Just call up a friend and go on, hey, it's noon. Do you want to go to the Mexican restaurant and just start drinking beers? Right. Yeah, that I miss. No, well, that was like um, uh, we all went to see Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. And it was like two o'clock in the afternoon, like on a Friday or yeah. something like that. And it was a bunch of men in their 40s. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Going to see a movie about <laughs> monkeys riding horses. <laughs> and I looked around, like a lot of comedians there, and it was just that sort of thing of going, we've made some good choices. <laughs> no matter what else is happening, the fact that all of us... It is today, incredible that we can get like 10 people right, to go see a movie. Go see a movie in the middle of the day. Uh, yeah, that's, that is definitely we've made good choices. Right. <laughs> um, I was flying back from Montreal. We'll, t- we'll tell this story out of order, but I was flying back from Montreal, and the thing that reminded me was the, the beer thing. Because I've just been on the road you know you do a lot of heavy drinking particularly at the festivals and stuff and so i did kind of think oh well i've got a few days off and then i'm going to edinburgh where i have not agreed to a gig my policy for edinburgh is because i've already like locked in 14 or 15 gigs and i'm only there for 10 days you have already yeah i know it's ridiculous you told me you weren't going to do that i was going to try not to but people (laughs) keep offering me gigs it's hard i haven't even landed there yet there'll be more but anyway, <laughs> you're so just going to be running around doing. Well, gigs I've got the whole a different time. policy now. Okay. This is my new policy, which Take is I'm all not, the gigs. You I'm can. not agreeing to anything yeah. that I can't do drunk or hungover. Oh wow! So I'm okay. only like agreeing to shows where I don't have to. Like I'm not going to have to stand out and fly out. I don't have to do my own hour. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just a late night spot for 15 minutes at a show yeah. or like a set list or a prompter. Things that I can still just roll into roll out of yeah. that's my attitude so okay, there you go people good. very professional approach. yeah no it's <laughs> terrific i think you've i think you really hit your pinnacle here right so i thought in this little week that i have i should like cut back on my drinking right you uh-huh. know have a little break you know so you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna sort of de detox here right before you talks exactly yeah so uh, that's what i thought and then at air canada when i was flying out of canada oh they have beer on that plane don't well they? on the <laughs> 
in the lounge because I had to get there early. Oh, yeah. It's a shuttle yeah. and they take you out early. Yeah. And so I've got like three hours in the well, lounge. Well, what are you going to do? Well, they've got beer on tap. Oh, hello. They've got like a pour it yourself like bar tap. <laughs> yeah. I could not. Like no. they had like pour it yourself spirits, but a lot of places have pour it yourself spirits. Yeah. And I love a pour it yourself spirit, but a pour it yourself yeah, like beer so, tap yeah. with big pint glasses. What kind of beer was it? They had like a range. Oh. There was like three taps. It was like, like a Molson's and I like well, a Coors Canadians Light and like they a make, whatever. But they like, make good beers. Molson's but yeah, good beer. It was fine. Yeah, well, yeah. I was drinking Molson's and it was yeah. delicious. Yeah. And I was pouring myself and it was cold. Yeah. And I was sitting there and I was really enjoying that. My favorite thing about it, though, was I didn't notice this the first time. I was like, it's weird, though, that they have a tap and no one looking after it, right? right. Because not everyone can pour a beer, right? These days with the way that they've kind of... But conf- how much of a mistake are you going to make? Are you going to like... O- open up the spigot and have the glass over there like you you can't fuck up that bad the worst you can do is it'd be really foamy right right well people can I, I think with modern day beer technology there's less chance of fucking it up whatever they're doing now it seems easier to pour a beer than uh, it was yeah. 20 years ago I right agree with that, yeah because when i used to work in bars it would take you like you know it was genuinely yeah. probably one of the hardest things to learn was to pour a good beer to know yeah, that, like a guinness or a, yeah right yeah so but they had an instructional video on an ipad I'm sorry. That's what we do now. <laughs> like, so above the beer taps, like there was an iPad well, did and anybody, it had like an instructional video. Did anybody that, use it? Well, I, I didn't. I would be ashamed. And I, in reflection, I wish I'd watched it because I like would have liked to know what it, you know. Yeah, what it says. What it said, but I, I didn't. Turn, turn the glass to an angle. Right. <laughs> Pour the beer in the glass. <laughs> Yeah, so it'd be great if they you turned on it was just a guy putting his head under the tap and <laughs> opening his mouth and <laughs> that would be the thing. Uh, okay, so names for your show. This is what we were talking about. Yeah. So um, uh, the anger situation originally, and then we were just tossing around new names because you kind of felt like we, you'd moved on a little bit from. But the show itself will have some themes about anger and stuff in it. Yes. Right. So without a doubt. You wanted to reflect that in the show. Yes. So we have like, so what were some other names that you tossed around? Oh man. Do you I remember? S- uh, you sent me some, but I can't remember. I have them. Hold on. Uh, my phone. It doesn't is- matter. No, no, no. I've got, I've got, I've got a whole list of them. Um, that, uh, that none of them were as good as the one that, shall I say popped? Right. It is did the pop. right. Is yeah. that the right word? When uh, I looked at your list, I was like, that's definitely the one. No, I know. The other ones were like, <laughs> right. Well, the other ones look fine. If you'd sent me a list without that one on it, I, I'm sure that one of those other ones would look fine. But then yeah. you bring in, you bring in the, you know, you bring in the big one. I think we're you bring in LeBron, the hot tamale. LeBron comes back to Cleveland. <laughs> suddenly, LeBron comes suddenly the number one guy in Cleveland <laughs> isn't the number one guy in Cleveland. Someone said, suddenly he's the anger situation. Um, he sent his uh, neighbors uh, muffins or something or cookies. Yeah. I mean, so he's a nice guy. I, you, you know what? It's funny. He feels like a guy who's grown up a lot, LeBron. And the way that they've handled this whole idea of him go, going back to Cleveland, which is where he's from, yeah. and the idea of the way that he announced it, as opposed to when he left Cleveland, when he did that big TV show, oh, that was, where like you know he said he was taking his talents well, to he, Miami. He lost uh, so many humans, like that lost enjoyed him. <laughs> like, well, this is the awesome thing about Cleveland as well is like he's been so good for their jersey sales because they burned all these ones from last time. Yeah, and now they they're all buying them again. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Great business model. At least the singlet guys 
Love your work, LeBron. But the whole point where he said he wanted to go back and actually help the community. and yeah. re- Like even if part of that spin and PR or whatever, it's the right sort of spin and PR. It's yeah. just, you know. But even, I don't think it is PR because I think, I mean, what what guy who is the best player goes back to what I would describe as a shitty town. I mean, all due respect to Cleveland, I, I did a week there last year and I'm doing the week there at Hilarities this year. But I am thinking about my weekend at Hilarities this year and thinking, well, I did everything there is to do last week. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, how many times can LeBron go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> How many times can he do a lap of Akron and go, that's where Devo's from? <laughs> I can't find the list. Okay, it doesn't matter. Um, but uh, he he's... So there's something about him. And by the way, the, the next dollop that comes out um, this week is about Cleveland, uh, an incident in Cleveland. Oh. And it explains a lot about Cleveland. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, so that's been great, by the way. That yeah, episode yeah. about the Rube. Holy shit! It's like, honestly one of the most entertaining things I've listened to in a long time. I mean, he's one of the greatest characters of all time. It was, <laughs> it was genuinely, genuinely entertaining. Anyway, people should check that out. So uh, we were tossing around names. Is yeah. the point? Uh, there's a great one. Say what the name is. The one we picked. Yep. Hothead. Hothead. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. All the others were like plays on anger. Yeah. Like. Anger, I don't think is a great word to I have don't in think a title. It is either. It's not like a like mm-hmm. I get it. It but it I But you're it, like you expect that you're gonna be up there like you know, Lenny Bruce style reading right. out court transcripts. Right. Or like railing against your audience about why you can't tell a nine minute rape routine or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you'll have your chair backwards. And there'll be a poster, like the poster will be you in a big leather jacket and there'll be like, oh, devil's wings coming out of the back of you. And there'll be like flame behind you. And I say cunt at least 36 times. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, if you put anger, but anger is also a word that is, I mean, that's sort of part of the whole thing about the show, but it's an off-putting word. Right. It's, It's hard to, it's a hard word to work with. So... So if you put it in a title, right? You know, it's people are like, "Well, I want to see that," but uh. like, I mean, the Hulk is the best example, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, he's the angriest man there is. Yeah. Don't make me angry. You're not going to like me when I'm angry. Right. That's his catchphrase, right? I mean, you say that, and all I can think about. But is they Stuart don't Lee. call him Anger Man. They don't. They <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> call him Angry Green Man. <laughs> They should have Angry original, Green Scientist Man. Look out, it's Angry Green Scientist Man. The original title, his original name was Big Anger. Big Anger. Big yeah. Green Anger. Big Green Anger. Oh, look out, everyone. It's, it's the Avengers and Big Green Anger. Yeah. They call him the Hulk because that's more fun. And yeah. so Hothead's more fun. Well, but I also think that Hothead is actually a bit more like what you are and what you can be but hothead's a bit more fun it is as fun. well too it's like a you know hothead for someone who doesn't know you and looking at the poster of you says to me more that you might if i don't know you i'm not saying this yes. is what you're like but yes. literally like just as a might be more the lewis black type of anger right like he's a hothead you would hope so but yes. you would enjoy you know going and seeing him be comedic you would right make, you wouldn't go oh this is no i don't want to be told that everything's <laughs> terrible <laughs> right like I know that everything's terrible. I have a television. I watch news. Things are terrible. 
Planes are getting shot out of the sky. <laughs> going missing. The wa- like, there's war. Everyone's getting shot. The world's terrible. Do you want to go see this one-man show, uh, I'm a Motherfucker? <laughs> it looks really good. It looks good. <laughs> really take my mind off my problems for an hour. <laughs> so, Hothead I like. Now, I was going through titles in my head. And the only other one that appealed to me... Now, the, I, by, by the way, I need to point out that I am completely joking about this. But this is the sort of other direction a comedy festival show title could go. Sure. And it would be great for the photos and stuff like that. So, I'm imagining you in like a 70s style maroon jacket. Like a open 70s shirt, style what jacket? A 70s style maroon. Like... Uh, do you not, guys not say that, maroon? I don't know what that means. Uh, what's the color? Well, if you combined like red and purple into a color, what color would that be? Red and purple? Yeah. Like a velvet? Like a. Right, sure. Let's go with that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay, then. so that's sort of like. You so, know, like, and like that, 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 like, like a, a what I'm like, almost like a, like a furry Swedish kind of look. Sure, to it. that's exactly what I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah. You with like kind of a big mustache, uh-huh. open neck. Yeah. And um, uh, the title of the show would be uh, Anger Man, The Legend of Dave Anthony. (laughs) I mean, it's comedy. It says comedy to me. It says accessible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So two directions, but I think hothead. Well, that'll that'll be the that'll be the one I just do. I do uh, just one show of that one. Right. Uh, and and your wife came up with that title. Isn't that amazing? She's really good at. She came up with walking the room too. She's really good at coming up with names. So I we were just driving and I was like, all right, let's hear some names because I get stuck in. It's hard for me to come up with names because I'm so stuck in the idea of what the show is. Right. But so you need to kind of step back from that and come up with something that's a little lighter. It's good that, that uh, it's, but it's also wasted. Like well, I mean, in your case, she can actually just give you the name and you can use it. Yeah. But I always used to think uh, when Amy and I were dating that her superpower was wasted on her. She has an impeccable ear for mimic- mimicking and like an accent, doing someone's voice. Oh yeah, like she can walk by the TV and like and you know, essentially hear someone and do an impression That's of amazing. them. That's amazing. Like she's re- she's got a really great ear for it, and she doesn't try. Yeah. Like you know, she's not one of those people who intake, like she just falls into being able to speak like somebody and do impressions even when she's telling stories about friends and stuff yeah without again even trying to they'll just come out and i was always like that is a fucking wasted superpower on it you. is like for my job do you yes. understand how much more successful you, i would be I, I if think, i like had that natural gift i think everybody who <laughs> listens to this podcast and and <laughs> any of my other podcasts knows that i am the worst accent man in the business oh I, well i think we would tie <laughs> I mean, the difference between us is that you go for it. I do go for it. Whereas I, was, I never go for it. I can't remember. I was trying a new bit, and I can't remember what it was. Uh-huh. Thank God I recorded it. But I was doing a German accent on stage sure. the other night. And then about half of the bit, I was like, this, I just stopped. And I went, this isn't, isn't even close to a German accent anymore. Right. Like, it, it, just, it was just something com- completely different at that point. Like, it wasn't even remotely German. Sometimes I forget... Um, that I can't do accents <laughs> <laughs> and I don't plan very well because I, I'm in this new period of like my approach to my work at the moment which is like my philosophy this year has just been to be really relaxed I think yeah. that I do my best work when I'm relaxed so I'm trying to like yes. take that into yes. every situation and we'll get to Montreal later but I think it do really you have any way to 
uh, that help? Do you have anything that helps you relax? <laughs> I mean, some places legally I do. <laughs> Others I don't. I feel like I. I feel like there's been some news about the fact that you. <laughs> went on a show and relaxed a little bit recently. <laughs> right. <laughs> legal man does legal thing. I <laughs> stop the press. Oh stop the press, guys. Legal man does legal thing. <laughs> Headlines. Come on, guys. Let's contact his employers and see what they think. Oh, they're fine with it because he was, he was doing something legal legally. Yeah, I suppose. Suppose we man drinks, it was descri- man drinks beer in other place. It was described to me uh, as because uh, the the newspaper that had a go at like beating it up in or something had a couple of guys at it. Yeah, and and somebody described their efforts because like here's the thing, and I've I've mentioned this before. I'm not going to keep banging on about this on the podcast, but um, I think this is the first time we've got to talk about it. So uh, they they did this thing where they tried to like, you know, beat it up into a story the first day. Yeah. And uh, anything that I do, even things I'm really proud of, even this podcast, I get negative feedback about, of you course. know, like there, there's always going to be someone who doesn't like something. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But the one thing I did not get any negative feedback was that story. Like not really? one. Hilarious. I got positive. I got people going, you know, good on you or yeah. Yeah, it's not a big deal or whatever, but not one person Amazing. like coming after me. Which was amazing to me because I was expecting more. Right. Like there was an article in uh, on that same news site yesterday. Their big lead article was because um, our government have just brought in this draconian. I read the, I read the article. Yeah. And so there was a so like I'm always fascinated that anyone gives a shit about what I think. Yeah. Do you know what I mean like because I'm an idiot? But, I don't know. But like, I, but the story is it's a good story. It, it's not a, it's not it's not necessarily about what you think it's about what helped you become what you are it's a good right it's a good tale well the only reason that i was happy to oh i'll tell you a quick thing about this though because they actually sometimes they've been just lifting things from the podcast and putting them in an article Is but that i think happening? They, yeah i think they heard am me. i getting any credit <laughs> no <laughs> i think they um I think they heard me talk talk about this topic, like uh, the doll thing, on the podcast, and then actually had the like good grace, which I think is a better approach. If you want to talk to me about it, like yeah, all this call you up. all this shits on the public record, yeah, but it should stay here in context. I don't right. think that people should cherry pick things out of the broader context of this podcast because when I make a point on this podcast or if I say something, people who listen to the podcast know that I'm a dickhead, right? Know that I know think that I don't know everything, yeah, because they hear the entire podcast context of the podcast right. i think if you take a quote out of a podcast where we've talked about fucking oh medea for 15 minutes yeah. and like you know the first half of my like you can't go and will anderson made these comments about like politics today without going yeah but he also made 15 minutes of medea puns <laughs> look at this he, he went for independence medea like that's l- anyway so they rang me up and 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 talked to me but the funny thing was i was under the impression that it was like I was contributing to like they were doing a story about people who had been on the dole. Yeah. Yeah. Because the thing is that they're demonizing them as dole budgets and most people who are on the dole. And that's the point I made in the thing was I hated being on the dole. Yeah. Like I would have loved to have a job that I could have done while I was pursuing my stand up. I just couldn't find one because the hours of part-time work are pretty much the same hours. And and I, I got, I, my career advanced by being on unemployment and being able to write a script in that time. Like that's literally what propelled my career right. at one point. 
So I totally related to what you were saying. I was like, oh, this is what happened to me. And there's a ton of comedians I know that were supported by their parents for a long time or which is a you know, personal dole. But uh, but there's the this the the artists who have had to use that system is I mean incredible. so many of them. And look, I don't think it should be a free ride, but I think no. it should be one of those things where if you're pursuing because this is my job, it's not a hobby. And it's right. the thing that's paid for my house and pays and, for this house. And, and you made a very good point that you've right. employed a lot of people and, with your show. And hopefully and entertained a bunch as well. Yeah. You know, with shit that's out of my head. Yeah. You know, creative industries are the industries of the future. Which, and by the way, is the name of your next show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> shit that's out of my head. <laughs> but, but instead of digging up shit out of the ground that belongs to everybody and shipping it overseas for massive profits for myself, like when you're in the creative industries, you it's an industry that we can comp- compete at, like in a country like Australia and in America, yeah. in the future. We can't compete on things like manufacturing because people won't work for those sort of wages. Right. We won't do... But there are industries, and what America has done with Silicon Valley, their creative industries, mm-hmm. they're the industries of the future, how you can still remain relevant in those industries of the future. Right. I don't think it should be a free ride, but I think if I was going out for gigs, like if any other job, if you wanted to be an architect and you were saying to your doll person, I've volunteered you know, seven hours this week at an architecture firm for free, right. trying to you know, get right. into the industry, which was the equivalent of what you know, I was doing, doing yeah. gigs or whatever, then you should be able to count that as the of thing of like, I'm pursuing my of course. career. Of course. Because w- no one, I've never met anyone, like I, the point I made in the article, though they cut this bit out, uh, was um, that Dave Hughes, he, the, the reason he became famous first was he had this great routine about, you know, his life on the doll. Yeah. And I said to them, I said, guess what? Um, he didn't want to stay on the doll to keep that material. <laughs> he, he was happy to be getting money and having a successful career. He didn't once think, oh, fuck, I wish I was back on the doll. Yeah. Because the doll is shit. Yeah. It is no money. You feel constantly embarrassed. As much as people well, try to laugh it off or whatever, it's every time it comes, you can't date. Like, because, right. you know, who wants to go out with someone who's right. on the dole? Every, you can't talk to your parents because you're on the fucking dole. Yeah. Like, there's so much about it that is... And you're constantly being rejected. Right. People don't understand that idea of if you're someone who's getting rejected, how much getting... Like, if you have to apply for 40 jobs a week, like, chances oh. are you're going to not get 40 jobs a week. Yeah. So, basically, by saying to them, instead of having to apply for eight or whatever it was, that you have to apply for 40, we just want you to get rejected... Uh, heaps more yeah endless i know that you're like going really badly already yeah but what we'd like is a constant stream of rejection to break up your day <laughs> what we'd like you to do is balance <laughs> applying for pointless jobs that you will never get with being rejected constantly by yeah. a bunch of these people oh my god like the idea that really and i guess the idea, the reason that i agreed to talk to them was the thing that pisses me off is that there are obviously some you know, dull bludgers. Yes, people who are cheating the system. People are always taking right? advantage, but the majority are being helped. The idea that you would fuck the lives of these most vulnerable people who the safety net's meant to be there for just because... Some, some dicks are fucking it up. Let's weed out the dicks. Yeah. But in Australia, in the same week that they are doing this, they have lacked... What they've done is the financial um, advisor regulations. Mm-hmm. What, what they've done is the last government tightened them up. Basically, they just get rid of the shonks out of the industry. Yeah. People who, you know, take it... Basically, people who were getting money from, you know, and kickbacks and stuff from investment firms to right. recommend... Well, for, you know, whatever. I don't know exactly how it works. I but they, they're not giving... Uh, fair and frank advice. They're in somebody else's right. pocket. So right. they had laws to go, you know what? 
you probably should only be able to get financial advice from people who aren't benefiting from that situation. Well, that that's seems interesting. Like yeah, that law. makes sense. How anti-American, I would yeah. say that. And then, well, and then our government, who's trying to weed out all, like who's punishing all unemployed yeah. people because sure. there's a few cheats, goes, oh, you know what we should do? Get rid of that law that made it hard for cheats. Oh, God. Like, that's, that, that's the hypocrisy that annoys me. That's the thing that really shits me about that whole situation. And a point that I made in the paper, although I never thought on news.com.au, which is a Rupert Murdoch website, that they were going to report this. Oh, yeah. Which was the idea that if we made Apple or Google or Rupert Murdoch or any of those people pay the appropriate amount of tax that they're meant to be paying. Uh-huh. like, But instead of us looking at those things, what we do is we look at those who are below us and but, go, who's the person who has less than you? Well, They're the reason you but, don't have what you But plus, people on the dole even if they're cheating, are still spending that money. That money is going straight back into the oh, economy. Oh, my God. Straight back in. And they're just... It, look, if they're on the dole and that's the crime they're committing, we, at the very least, we should be uh, like encouraging them to aim higher. Because <laughs> that is such fucking petty crime. If you were a criminal and you were stealing $36 a day, you were a fucking terrible criminal. No, you're awful. Like, you're terrible at yeah, it. Yeah, you're not good. But basically, with this, what they're trying to do, Dave, maybe this is their idea, because with their new scheme, where you don't get money for six months, um, if you're under 30... Uh, Wait, what? Regardless, yeah, under 30, don't get money for six months. What the fuck does that mean? Well, they're going to encourage people to be better criminals. That's of course they doing, are. Though, because they won't have any money. No, you have to if right. you don't have a parent so that will take care of you. So stop being a criminal. Okay. A proper one. <laughs> don't rip us off for $36 a day. Rip citizens off right? for much more than that. That's the stupidest thing I've ever fucking heard. Yeah. So that was the reason that I agreed to do it. But when I agreed to do it, I thought it was just going to be me giving a few comments and right. there would be like four or five other people who no, were... It was, it was all about you. Oh my God. It was like I died. It was an inch- There was like 19 <laughs> photos in the thing. Okay. Like, that's what the fuck I, is going on? That's what I don't want to talk about. You didn't approve the photos? I didn't know that... Dave, okay. I didn't even know... So, so because I... I didn't I, think this would be like a story about me. I did not think it would be the lead story on the page that would all be about me. Maybe I should have known that. Okay. But I did not know that. Okay. And... I certainly didn't. Steve okay, Malk well, online said to me, he goes, oh, I like some of those photos you got. I said, I fucking, there was photos there I'd never seen. Okay, well, let's talk about this okay. because All right. Um, at what point were you such an animal <laughs> that you had to be chained up? <laughs> and what, when did you have to be handcuffed? <laughs> because that picture I have now saved and it's, it's on my computer. It's my favorite picture of you. You are, it's a close, it's a close, it's almost a headshot, but your right. hands are up and they're handcuffed. Yep. Were you, were, were you about to be released onto the comedy stage? Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, it's, this is, you're clearly young. When you agree to do these things, yeah. like there is part of me that knows they're going to have comments underneath. Uh-huh. What and the people who don't like me, this is a perfect opportunity for them oh, to like course. you know pile onto that. Yeah, sort of yeah, thing. yeah. So you know when this sort of thing comes along, that the minute you make a statement on this, and that you know there'll be other things that hit you up. They want you to comment on it. I know on like I saw other tweets where it became the topic. You know, on the the view type show the next morning was like whether it would you know. Yeah. And so you understand when you make any type of comment that it becomes 
all these other things. Right. But what I did not know was they were going to be able to dig up photos oh. that even I had forgotten. Yeah, like there course. was photos. There's one with like Fleety and the. Like oh, those yeah. I was like, what the fuck is even that from? <laughs> I don't even. I don't even remember why that photo would have been taken. Yeah. Like, it was. There were so many photos. Oh, it was amazing. It was like they went to find one and they flicked through and went, oh, we've oh. got a gold mine here. Oh my god! <laughs> Look at him chained up here. It's so the one with the handcuffs. Yeah, was that your first oh one man show? No, it was my third, I think, <laughs> one man show. So let me run through it. So I did Diet Life, which was the first one. Mm-hmm. And then I did uh, I Am the Willress, which was the first Will one. Mm-hmm. And then I did Willennium. And then, okay, so I reckon this was like the, the, the one after that. And it was mm-hmm. called Terra Willius. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's not a pun you would probably understand. No. Australia was declared when the white people arrived on the boat as Terra Nullius. Uh-huh. And what that meant was there was no one there. Oh, oh. Lucky for us. Oh. High five, white people. <laughs> well, that, those weird guys playing that musical instrument on that. Nah, Terra Nullius. I don't want to break this to you guys, but you're not here. Hang on. Who's that guy throwing that stick that keeps coming back to him? <laughs> Terra Nullius. <laughs> High five. That's incredible. Yes, guys. That's absolutely amazing. Is this country rich with natural re- natural resources that we can dig up forever? <laughs> Terranalius. It's just like moving into someone's house. Terranalius, guys. You're not here. No, I live here. Nope. It's my house now. Yep. It was abandoned. It was, there was no one here. No one at all. Terranalius. Wow. Come on, guys. That's amazing. Yeah. So, uh, Terry Willius was my... It was kind of like an Australian history... Again, his- that's, that's the British doing that. Oh, again. That's the this British. Is, let's, 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 let's... Australia gets a lot of... Like, I mean, the shit that we're doing now, that's yeah. on us. But well, yeah, you guys have, that definitely, early you shit guys have was, definitely turned a corner. Yeah, but that was all that early shit was the British. None of them were Australians yet. Yeah. Well, actually, the ones they're ignoring were... <laughs> <laughs> the one they... One, one of the ones they believe were nullius... <laughs> They were pretty Aussie. They were Aussie as. Uh-huh. Uh, but yes. So um, so anyway, we did a whole bunch of themed photos, one of which was me in handcuffs. It was like a, I think it was like a convict prisoner thing. Uh-huh. So they were like, there's like, a, there was like a Nick Kelly style one. Because yeah. it had, I was talking about different Australian historical themes. Yeah. Around the theme of Terra Nullius. Yeah. And, you know, white people and being in Australia and stuff. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so... I'm going to do something now. We were going to talk oh. about Montreal. Oh. But uh, because you were so amused by that, I'm going to find something. And I am going to do something that uh, I I wasn't sure that I was ever going to do on this podcast. Oh, my. Because it's is... going to be so embarrassing for oh, me. Okay. I love this. But well, I have to do. found, well, have been sent Uh-oh. the poster. I feel uncomfortable. And press release. Okay. From my very first Melbourne Comedy Festival show, okay. Diet Life. Now, I so the, the reason the reason I feel uncomfortable is because as a stand-up, you remember back to what you were like early on, uh-huh. and I don't think there's a stand-up alive that doesn't feel slightly ill thinking wow. about what it was like when they began. Yeah, wow. it's just it's just not just slightly ill. I this just, is gonna. I did a television show my second year of stand-up comedy. I had a I had a Caesar haircut. I had a Caesar and it, I was so bad. And I just, every time I think that it exists and then it's out there, I, I slightly want to vomit. Well, 
This one makes me physically ill. Okay. It's horrible. Yeah. And I'm going to pause the podcast and I'm going to find I it. I had a Caesar. I had a Caesar. Oh, Dave. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't feel like you know how bad this is going to be. Know, I can only imagine. All right. Uh, we'll pause and we'll be back with it in a second. Okay. <clears throat> I'm okay. uh, very excited. Here we go. Mm-hmm. I, I had to even make myself another cup of tea. Okay. Because I know how painful this is going to be. Okay. All right. Now, the first thing that you need to know is this was my... Okay, so this is my first show. Mm-hmm. Like, it's 1997 or something. I'm going to say I'm 22. Okay. Um, I could work it all out. So, I, I, I first started doing comedy. Uh, so, September 10 this year, I believe, will be the 19th anniversary of me starting to do comedy. Mm-hmm. So, next year, September 10 will be... Yeah, the 20th anniversary of me starting to do comedy. But within... So, the way that timeline works is I started in September, but I did the first comedy festival in March. Like, so without having done a year of comedy yet, it was in that... What? Right. I didn't do a full solo show the first year. I just did like... I was part of like a... What I guess these days would be like a Young Guns sort of show or like... But still, that's... Audacious. That's insane. Ambitious. Crazy! I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I didn't. I'm, I'm still not sure it's I just, do. It's just amazing that young comedians and and everybody does this. But you think you you do it for two months and you're like, my God, right. I am incredible. The arrogance of youth. I am remarkable, and people well, people have to see this. We've said we've said it before that that if you knew how shit you were when you first started, you wouldn't keep going. No, like you have to have that. Yeah, there has to be a part of you. That is so convinced yeah. that you're entertaining. Yeah, that you're that the sh- eventually you're you become entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> like basically, that's what comedy is. You have to have enough news convinced you're entertaining, yeah. but enough bad gigs to know that you're not quite entertaining yet, really secretly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Until you finally get entertaining. Yeah. Any young comedian who walks on stage going, I'm ready, is uh. about seven years from being ready. <laughs> <laughs> As much of this next conversation will demonstrate. Yeah. So, Okay. So that's okay. so that was my first one, yeah. and then so a year after that to give it a timeline. So I'm now uh, a good uh, a year and a half, year and a half into my comedy yeah. career. I do my first solo show, my oh, first hour, what, and why wouldn't at you? the Melbourne International Comedy Festival? Why wouldn't you a year and a half into an hour? Since then, I've done another. I've done well. I've done 19 shows there now, and so oh. next year I'll be show number 20 uh-huh. in my 20th year. And, one year and, and at this point, you're a year and a half in, and you're three years away from handcuffs. Right. <laughs> so, haven't even got will puns at this stage, right? Now, the first thing that you've got to realize is this is just a picture of it. Actually, I won't show you the, it yet because... But basically, it's not what you would traditionally refer to as a poster. And it's not what kids of today would even refer to as, like, decent, like, Photoshop or... Yeah. Like, it's very, very basic. Okay. I was on a budget. Sure. You know. Yeah. So... And look, there's some hyperbole. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I am so embarrassed by this. I just need to point out that I'm so embarrassed by every moment of this. But for your entertainment, here we go. From the top down. Okay. Australia's hottest new comic. God damn it. It's worse than everybody relax. (laughs) 
Maybe we gotta I make a t-shirt that says "Andre's house new coke." Okay. I mean, look. Here's the thing. Back then, there wasn't actually that many comics. That doesn't matter. <laughs> Even if there was zero a possibility, that could be right. <laughs> I need to point out. That that is not it's, a quote. Do you know that is not in quotation marks? It doesn't say Australia's hottest new comic, the age. It just says in my writing. This is this is what you say if you're practicing in front of the mirror and introducing yourself at home alone in the bathroom, right? <laughs> Which is also, it turns out, what doing your own poster is like. <laughs> Australia's hottest new comic. Uh-huh. Will Anderson. Yep. Oh, oh yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, I had a whole I had a whole line where I wasn't embarrassed for my entire existence. Australia's hottest new comic, Will Anderson, takes Melbourne by storm. <laughs> oh my god! Takes we, Melbourne it, by storm. In a cliche storm. Takes Melbourne by cliche storm. <laughs> Like I'm promoting fucking like monster trucks. Takes Melbourne by storm, storm, storm. (laughs) Anderson cometh. And his first full-length show. Oh, thank God. It's your first full-length show. But it's not a full-length show. Oh, this is a year and a half in. Yeah, this is my first full-length show. So you're making it sound like this is what people have been waiting for. Right. Here he comes. At last. It's finally here. For, since, from me, the first moment you did that five-minute open mic spot on a Sunday at the SB, <laughs> this is what people have been waiting for. It's here! <laughs> finally! <laughs> After that run of gigs at the Melbourne Comedy Festival last year that only relatives came to, and some of them were so scarred by that experience they have never come back to see me, despite the fact that I am now actually quite good at what I do. They are so terrified and tortured by that first year. People who can't make eye contact anymore. Will Anderson's relatives. All right. So, so far, one terrible sentence, one my name, mm-hmm. one terrible sentence, a fact. So, mm-hmm. okay, 50% yeah. pretty horrible strike rate. Yeah. Down the bottom, it says the name of the show, Diet Life. Diet Life. Diet Life. Uh-huh. Uh, so... I'll hand this over to you in a minute and you can also have a look at the front cover so you can assess the mm-hmm. the writing and stuff like that. But I just want to keep something from your eyes before we get to that point, okay. which is the photo I've chosen for the poster. Gotcha. So uh, now, all that's really left on the poster now, so if you imagine those those four lines are at the top, yep. diet life's down the bottom. Yep. So then there's a picture of me uh-huh. and I've got four quotes. Sure. Now, what you've got to start thinking about is... what. Where am I getting quotes Where from? Where are the quotes from? Because are they from your relatives who came and can't look you in the eye anymore? I can't look him in the eye anymore. <laughs> Uncle Dan. <laughs> we call him Shame Anderson around the house now. I will never come back to this, even if one day it's actually worth something and my friends enjoy it. I know that he's, he's won awards for being the best comedian at Melbourne, but I don't trust it because I saw him once. I won't come back until he wins 10 People's Choice Awards. <laughs> Then that will finally wash away the pain. No. um, So I don't even know where these have come from. But as we get to it, I think I I know where they came from. So I don't know. I think they're all real quotes. Really? Yep. Okay. But 
so, well, you've got two uh, approaches in this situation. Mm-hmm. If you have no quotes, like, because mostly you need to have done a full length show before you've got, like, The Age or The Herald Sun or one of the big newspapers to come yeah. and review your show, right? Right. Or even, to be honest, one of the, you know, these days, one of the more well known blogs. Yeah. Right. But, but, you know, there are other publications. If you go down the rung far enough, so you can either make up quotes from the big ones, yeah. or you can just lower your sights of, how prestigious the organisation you're quoting will be. Sure. I took the second approach. Yeah. <clears throat> mm. Wildly audacious. Mm. Original. Definitely the next big thing. That was from 3RRR Radio. Ah. <clears throat> Not Uncle Tony. That, I remember, was Dave Taranto, who... Uh, ran a show called The Cheese Shop, which was like the best comedy, like it was a comedy radio show on uh, Triple R, which is like a public, like a, a indie radio station sort uh-huh. of thing. And has a subscriber model and plays cool cool stuff. Uh-huh. Cool. And so before the internet, and he he was the first time anyone heard Bill Hicks or right. comedians like that. He would pay them on his radio show and it would update with like local. And he wrote, ran this great room called The Cheese Shop mm-hmm. in Melbourne. I had done his gig and someone wrote him a letter because this is before the internet uh-huh. and he read it out on the show so that was someone's a quote from someone's letter <laughs> <laughs> that you technically have found, you have found such an amazing loophole right well it was, it was said on 3 triple R. I mean I've <laughs> left out some details but well, we don't have the whole chain and the letter but. was from <laughs> cousin Jeff alright <laughs> Okay. Or Will Anderson. The second one. Electric! Exclamation mark. Seductively exciting and full of energy and passion. Jesus Christ. Is it, are we talking about the movie uh, Australia? Right. <laughs> Doesn't really sound like something that would get me along to a stand-up comedy show. So clearly, that was the best quote we could find from PBS. Who, I'm not even sure what PBS is. <laughs> PBS here is the public broadcasting system. Well, maybe that's what it was there. So they heard about you and they said that. I'm not, I really honestly can't remember what PBS, PBS was, if not, it was radio or like community TV or something. Yeah. But hilarious, mm-hmm. incisive, mm-hmm. and devastatingly subversive. Oh my. Now that's from Mixed Up. Mixed. Yeah. I also don't know what that is. <laughs> Yep. I don't I honestly don't know if it's like a radio station mixed up or like a magazine mixed like a street press magazine like uh-huh. mixed up maybe. Yeah. Or like a I don't know, a cake show <laughs> mixed up. I don't know. <laughs> Stunning. Ah. Oh. Will, this one's got my name in it. Oh, good. This yeah. one, oh, this here one, we go. Yeah. Seems real. Seems legit. Stunning. Will has the rare gift of making serious issues very, very funny. Oh. Now, that's from Curio. That's from my university magazine. (laughs) (laughs) My university magazine... Written by a friend? ...had interviewed me Uh because I was like a university alumni who was doing like the comedy festival. Sure. But that wasn't a review of my show. Right. That was like just stuff that was in the article. Yeah. Anyway, so that was they're the quote. That's tremendous. <clears throat> oh, there's, there's heaps more, sadly. But I'm going to hand you 
okay. the uh, the actual poster so that you can okay. look at the script, look at how we put it together, but most importantly, describe to the people at home the photo that I've chosen for mm. my first poster. Okay. <laughs> First of all, it screams confidence. So, you have longer hair. I had shoulder-length hair at the time. You're wearing uh, all black. Mm-hmm. And you... Are you holding something in your hands? My face. But there's nothing else there. So no. You have... You are standing up straight, and yep. you have your hands covering your face, so yep. you cannot see any of your face not so the thing that might attract people and draw people the one thing of this that could be interesting you've decided to completely obscure well the thing that you find on pretty much everybody's posters are faces their face (laughs) i say well i am subverting the dominant paradigm here people i don't i don't think you realize but i am devastatingly subversive According to mixed up, whatever mixed up is. I'm so subversive, I won't show my face on a poster. Oh my God, that's tremendous. Oh, it's so terrible. It's really horrifying. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, Dave. I'm sorry this happened to you. I'm here to tell you something. (laughs) We have the back of the poster. Did you? What? There's a back? Yeah. Because it was kind of like a flyer. It had a blurb. (laughs) Kind of like a flyer. It was a flyer. It It was a... it was a fly. <laughs> now, it's, it's badly photocopied, so I'm not sure that I'll be able to read all of it, but I will do my best. Okay. This is, without doubt, the most embarrassing thing. Like, it doesn't matter how many times I smoke pot on a TV show okay. and that gets on the front cover of news.com.au. It still feels... This yep. is... We all, have, we all have that in our life, that thing that... Nothing you can do can day. hurt me, people, because yeah. I was this person. <laughs> and I have to live with that. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. <clears throat> On the back of my poster, you can see my face. Uh-huh. Oh, cool. So there's a little picture of me up the top with my hands together. Mm-hmm. And then it says, reality without the calories. Okay. See, because that, that was the tagline to the show, Diet Life. It okay. was reality Without the calories. I <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. What does that mean? Well, <laughs> let me extrapolate. Because <laughs> you've really hit on a, a phrase that really will make people interested. Australia's hottest new comic talent. Mm-hmm. Again. I heard that once. <laughs> I should have put like a quote. From the front of this one. That's <laughs> referred to on the front of this. Um, Australia's hottest new comic talent, Will Anderson. Mm-hmm. He's in a bad mood. Uh oh. Yeah. Hey. Look how I've changed. Uh-oh. I'm not in a bad mood at all. <laughs> He's mad. Oh, oh my. Mad as hell. Uh oh. Mad. Is he not going to take it anymore? <laughs> mad because the media has taken over our lives. Oh God! Oh, oh! I feel I feel really bad inside. This is like the worst. I feel really bad. This is the worst. I feel (laughs) like it's the worst. I feel. I can't look at you. Oh my God! I can't look at me. Okay. Um. All right. 
Because the media has taken over our lives, yeah. telling us how to vote, how to look, how to <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Oh, my God. How to dot 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 think. Oh God, Jesus! What brand of cola goes with our shoes? What? Oh my God! <laughs> That's not even a thing. <laughs> was that supposed to be funny? <clears throat> no, no. I was like, I was making a point about you know. <laughs> I, I honestly have no idea what I was making a point about. God. That will become more and more clear. <clears throat> uh, mad because everything is for sale. <laughs> Including this show. Come and see it at the region room. Because uh, everything is for sale. From politics to sexuality. Oh my God. Martin Bryant to Pauline Hansen. Oh, so people. So, uh, Pauline Hanson was a prominent uh, racist uh-huh. uh, at the time. Uh, in fact, the piece that that person who wrote the letter to Dave Taranto's cheese shop on 3RRR was about was a poem that I used to do uh-huh. uh, that was about uh, Pauline Hanson, who was like a racist politician in Australia. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was a parody of I Do Not Like Green Eggs and Ham. Ah. Yeah. Well done, sir. Yeah. yeah. It was overblown and I long too long and i anyway people seem to like it i was obviously clearly doing it in this show <laughs> <laughs> martin bryant was the serial killer uh, at uh well the mass killer at uh port arthur who was the guy oh. that john howard banned all the guns right after okay. he had that shooting yeah. so that had obviously yeah. just happened as well yeah so might as well talk about it yeah everything is a product <sighs> man you set up brother i mean for the record <laughs> Am I right? Oh, my I God. I mean, guys, I did. I mean, you're so right. Right. I mean, and you're exploring You're exploring things no one's ever talked about. Well, here's the thing. Look, I understand even 19 years ago when this happened, people had, you know, glanced their eye over those topics once or twice. <laughs> I understand that. I'm, I will say that much more so in the last 19 years. Okay. Give yeah. me some credit for that. I will. Yep. 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 <clears throat> Everything is a product. Oh. It's all about image. No. <laughs> uh, you're, really, you're really taking the state of, of just the country apart. Like, you're really... Well... I mean, you've had it with media. I mean... I think look, you'll find that I'm Australia's hottest new comic talent. Right, so... <laughs> and I'm in a bad mood. You are in a I'm bad mood. I'm mad as hell. I mean, you can't even show your face. Right. <laughs> I am so mad I can't show my face on my poster. <laughs> um... <clears throat> All right, here we go. This is oh, oh, this is so horrible. Everything is a product. It's all about image. But hey, that's life. God. Oh my god. Wait a minute. You just undermined your entire poster. What I love the most is also, by the way, that this poster, me reading this poster out, has already got more laughs than this show did. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, but hey, that's life. 
Well, almost. Uh-oh. It's Urgh. diet life. Reality uh. without the calories. Okay, well, I don't know. You're th- no one knows what you're talking about. No. You've just lost oh, all. Don't get me Anybody wrong. Anybody who was thinking of coming is now gone. Oh, right. But also, you can see how wedded to the idea of a confusing show title and theme I was, by the way, that the very next year I just went, nah, fuck it. I'll just put my name in it. <laughs> Forever. Forever since then. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go at this. This was a terrible idea. I'll just put my name in it forever. Uh, For anyone who's ever complained, by the way, about me putting my name in the title yeah, of my fucking shows. Stop. Listen to this. This is what happens if he doesn't. Right. Um, it's diet life. Reality without the calories. Mm. And we're buying it. God damn. <laughs> I'm the worst. I'm literally the worst person. I can't believe that I fucking made fun of Tyler Perry. But Tyler Perry doesn't have anything to Or Or, or uh, Russell Crowe's last video. I mean, it's a good pun. <laughs> Although I'm old enough to know better. Do you know what I mean? That is true. Like there should that be a, stat- a statute yeah. of limitations on this sort of stuff. Yeah. Like we all understand that we did embarrassing shit yeah. when we were younger. This is yeah. why I always say to this modern day generation, like particularly comics, you know, who record their first set and put it on fucking YouTube. Yeah. I'm like, if you ever become a professional stand-up comedian, yeah. you will pay someone thousands of dollars to try to make that Thousand, go away. And it will never go away. Don't put it up. Yeah. Anyway, imagine if this, anyway, oh. I'm putting it out there now. I suppose. Yeah. It's all right now. <clears throat> Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like here's what I, I need to explain to people at home what I did with this. I read that first paragraph mm-hmm. and then I did not like read anymore. Oh, you haven't? No, because I okay. was like, I, you know what? Yep. There might be a point where I read so much I can't read this yeah, out. Sure. So I thought I'd just save it. But every time I read the next line, it just gets worse. Okay. In his now No go. Well, the, the, <laughs> There's a lot of things that we've seen so far that might be hyperbole, over-exaggeration. Mm-hmm. You know, Australia's hottest new comic. Yeah. Taking Melbourne by storm. Yeah. These are things that definitely could qualify as, you know, exaggerated statements. Maybe sure. not quite lies, but mm-hmm. exaggerated statements. Yeah. This one's just a lie. <laughs> In his eagerly anticipated debut... <laughs> Oh, my God. Eagerly anticipated by you. I've been doing comedy for 19 years. Most people still think I'm Adam fucking Hills. But back then, apparently, everyone was eagerly anticipating oh my, my debut. Well, you're you're like 19 months in. They are going crazy. Oh, mate. Uh, in, his eager, in his eagerly anticipated debut full-length solo show, Diet Life, Will Anderson takes a scathingly satirical look. at the ever-increasing role of the mass media in modern society. Using his background in journalism and advertising with the Australian Financial Review and Herald and Weekly Times... Okay, so Mm. uh, it makes a little bit more sense to me when I read that. We were clearly trying to leverage the fact that I had used to be a journalist and had some advertising background where I could, like, comment on these social issues. I I guess that's what we were... started with that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because everybody stopped reading by now. Will will focus on the way the media and in turn image makers, advertisers and marketers shape everything from our opinions to our dreams. Good God. Now, technically, it's just... You know, 15 years later, I do do a TV show that does dissect some of those things. So. No, stop it. <laughs> 
There's more. Uh, there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, there's more. I mean, why would you abbreviate this? It's diet life. Of course it is. And it lives in the void between what the media presents and the world as we know it. God damn it, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs> None at all. <clears throat> Quickly establishing a reputation for being at the forefront of new Australian comedy. No. Nope. <laughs> nope. Lie. This brilliant lie, young lie performer yeah. is topical... Ah, actually, you know what? I'm, well, I'm yeah, based on topical, everything I've heard so far in this, yeah, okay, flyer. we'll, we'll yeah. give you one. <laughs> Quite topical and controversial. Okay, well, uh, that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I did know that one. That one's stuck with me. He views the world. Oh boy, I might, I might as well have just read. I view the world. <laughs> yeah, I would. I am trying to convince you. I view the world, <laughs> particularly for everyone who knows me now. This is such. I don't know. I, I clearly had watched one too many fucking Bill Higgs videos, like every young yeah, comedian at that time. This seems like yeah. He views the world with the perfect mixture of passionate idealism mm. and grumpy cynicism. Oh, you grump! Yeah, you know what? Actually, passionate idealism, grumpy cynicism. Okay, that's kind of still what I vaguely do. To guarantee a challenging and rewarding night of comedy. No. Oh, you know, I, you know what people like? Guarantees a chance. <laughs> <laughs> comedy guarantees. I, I guarantee. I wouldn't yeah. guarantee people that well, now. And not just that, but people want a challenging night of comedy. Right. They want to be challenged, challenged. to laugh. I challenge you. <laughs> I would walk out with a glove and like slap people in the face. Uh, and rewarding night of a rewarding night of comedy. Yeah. Rewarding. Well, not, I haven't really mentioned funny. <laughs> no, funny's not even in here. It seems more like you're giving a lecture uh, about media. Overflowing. Oh, I'm overflowing. Though. Yeah, with bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> overflowing with bullshit. We've got. I think we have a bullshit overflow. <laughs> Mob it up with Will Anderson's flyer. Uh, overflowing with dramatic energy. Jesus Christ! Oh God! Did you? <laughs> What? No, that, that was what, what I hoped would power the future world. God damn We it. would get rid of the mining and we would power the world on my dramatic energy, Dave. Oh, my God. My just, future dramatic energy plans. I just see you flipping through the thesaurus writing this. I had just come out of three years of journalism school. <laughs> I may have thought I was a better writer than I was. <laughs> Overflowing with dramatic energy. Mm. Oh, oh, people love dramatic energy during a comedy show. It's the main thing they look for. Well, you know what else they love? Oh, what do you Dave? What, what? Uh, during a comedy show? Dangerous momentum. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> like, at any moment, someone could get hurt as the show continues. <laughs> Uh, by the way, Will doesn't have enough money for occupational health and safety insurance, so <laughs> at your own risk. There is a lot of dangerous momentum. Children and old people may be hurt oh, by fuck. my dangerous momentum. Holy shit. Overflowing with dramatic energy, dangerous momentum, and gross misinformation. Okay, I'll give myself a tick on that as well. Yeah, Gross misinformation has certainly been something that uh, diet life will definitely be the must-see show 
of the 1997 Melbourne Comedy Festival. Why? It will definitely not. Uh, we'll can also be seen supporting Corking the Juice Pigs at the Prince Patrick Hotel, mm. and we'll be appearing in the Kennet Lectures at the Trades Hall on March 30. I might go to that one. See <laughs> <laughs> so as part of a lineup. Oh. Preview tickets ten dollars. Oh, that's a little that's a little uh, presumptuous. Fucking fifteen dollars for a full price ticket. Really? Yeah. Uh, I would have gone eight. My God, I wouldn't. You were really thinking a lot of yourself. I really was. Good, good. God, yeah. this is so. This is why, and and it's not just the YouTube videos, but this is why, I think that people should really think about when they do their first Melbourne show. Right. <laughs> Take some time. Learn some stuff. Well, wow, know. that's really... I'm sorry. Yep. But, you know, it's out there on the public record now, so... It's okay now. Like, now... This is the time when you do read that. Like, you've got your television show. You've done a bunch of shows at Melbourne. People are very popular there. Now you can now you can revisit that and show people what a twat you were. Right. <laughs> I feel like uh, that's as good a note as any of the show. <clears throat> I'm probably the most positive review I got about that show, too, so... Still had to look for some pretty obscure quotes in the second year, put it that way. <laughs> Didn't have that five star from the age oh. on the Herald Sun to work on the poster second year in. God. Uh, all right. Uh, thank you very much for listening. We're going to stop recording so we can uh, squeeze in another one. I think here yeah, we've got time. So, uh, uh, Dave, uh, what do you got coming up? I'll put this one up, uh, you know, either today or tomorrow. So, if you've got uh, anything I'm topical. I'm uh, Wooden Vine on the 5th. Uh, Marin's done but if you want to see Marin I know it's not there in Australia but again contact Steel Saunders Steel and, Saunders um, <laughs> you just contact he'll, Steel uh, Saunders he'll tell you how to get he'll it. help you out my new podcast The Dollop is uh, it, great thank you I do love it it's very very entertaining it's really fun to do yeah it's really fun to do but it's it's like it's also one of those things where not that this should be the reason for it necessarily but if people could teach me history like that, like it's been a really nice way to learn about these obscure things. And you learn yeah. a lot about the time and the place and what yeah. was going on through yeah. these stories. Right. But they're amazingly fascinating stories yeah, a lot of the it's, time. It's really interesting. And it's amazing how easy it is to find them. Like you just start reading about stuff and then you go here and here and here and you go, oh, you know, all the time I've been wasting on the internet for all these years. Right. Now I'm like making use of it. It's true. Hang on, finally we found a use for this internet. <laughs> uh, of course, my album Shame Chamber is out. And then uh, I'll, be, I'll be asking people for a little help to get me to Melbourne. Right. So that's uh, what the other thing we're going to mention is if we, um, which ch- chances are yeah, we'll be taking the show out ourselves rather than yeah. being a festival show. Yeah. In which case uh, we, we might do a little uh, sort of fundraising, crowdfunding campaign to get you out there and help get you out there do some podcasts and yeah. stuff as well so but there'll be more information on that when we know exactly 
you know what's going on um if you like this podcast please tell your friends spread it around all that sort of thing rate it on itunes or wherever you listen to it you know all the usual stuff uh buy a t-shirt or destroy merchandise uh the la podcast festival i should mention yes uh dave and i and charlie has booked his uh ticket ah. saturday the saturday shows seven o'clock at this stage seven o'clock saturday i believe they told yeah me. we did it so we did it so i love green guy letters will be before you and then then uh, Tofop, and we did it at that time because we're going to live stream it. So if people in Australia would like to oh, live stream, hopefully that's a time when when they can. It'll be early in the morning, I think, but they can, uh, you know, purchase a little live stream and yeah, right. Actually, watch it. Yeah. Oh well, that's fun. That's really cool. Uh, if you want to book for the festival, there's a link on our page and on the Twitter and stuff. If you book through there, there's a little kick back to the podcast mm-hmm. thing. So make sure you do that as well. And uh, I have contacted. Uh, James re uh, some t-shirts for Podfest and oh. they won't be available just at Podfest we'll put them out so that people can you know buy them during the Podfest but right. uh, it's a cool things for cool people t-shirt oh yeah and uh, at this stage maybe not final design but at this stage uh, it's me you and Charlie riding unicorns <laughs> That's a cool things for cool people to me. Will there be a diet life shirt? (laughs) I mean, if there's enough demand. (laughs) If you want a picture of me, I'll try to post. Once this episode goes up, I'll try to take a photo of it and put it up on the website so people can see my full shame. Um, uh, The other thing I was going to say is I am going to Edinburgh. That's the one that I I do want to give a plug to is uh, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Uh, Please support the shows of. There's a lot of uh, guest Charlies over there. I, you know, Sam Simmons Mm -hmm. is doing a show. Celia Picola, Felicity Ward, Justin Hamilton, uh, Wendy Wason, Daniel Sloss, whose episode actually probably will go up after this, but it's one of my favourite episodes I've done. But it's a big two-hour one, and I had to edit a couple of things, so I've just been waiting a while to put that up. But I'm going to put that up uh, after this one and. I recommend that one to people. He's a really, really funny guy, Daniel Soss, and uh, go and see his show. But support the people who are on the podcast and, you know, tell yeah. them, say day. and I'll record a bunch when I'm in Edinburgh. Uh, all right. Um, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Dave, do you want to sign out? <laughs>